In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Omnipotent Sempiterne Deus, da nobis, fidei, spei et caritatis augmentum. These are the words, my dear brethren, that you have heard in the Collect, this, on this 13th Sunday after Pentecost. The Collect, this prayer that the Church makes on our behalf to Almighty God. The Church asks Almighty God to grant us an increase of faith, hope and charity that make us love what God commands so that we may be made worthy to attain what He has promised. The, the Church asks for us this increasing of faith, hope and charity. As we know, these are the three theological virtues. As we know, these are the virtues that were infused within our soul at the time of our baptism. They make us capable of acting as children of God and able to gain some merit. I'm sure if you are asked, what is faith? What is hope? What is charity? You will answer with no difficulty, even the very basic words. Let me just give you a little reminder of the, of the Catechism. By faith, we believe in God and we believe all that He has revealed to us and that Holy Church proposes for our belief. By hope, we desire eternal life and the graces to merit it. By charity, we love God above all things and our neighbor as ourselves for the love of God. These are the basics of our spiritual life and dispose us as Christians to live in a relationship with the Holy Trinity. So if we are ever asked in the street or by our family members, by our friends, by our colleagues at work, why did Christ come as a man? And or again, why are the sacraments, or why the Mass, or why the Church, or why the grace? The answer might be certainly because that we might have the life and the light of glory. Remember the Gospel of the, the Gospel of Saint John, chapter ten, verse ten. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. This, this is a real treasure that we have received on the day of our baptism, the sanctifying grace, but a treasure which is always fragile, not in itself, but the way we carry it. It's a treasure that can also be lost by a single mortal sin. That means by a, an act of grave matter committed with full knowledge and full consent. And as we know, we have to be aware of that, Mortal sin makes it impossible, makes us impossible to follow Christ. It makes the sinner unable to enter an eternal life with Him. So we may think this is absolutely terrible and the end of the story. Actually not. Thank God. Thank God it is not the end because God gives us time. And time is a gift of God and we have, we have to use it for His glory, for our sanctification, for the edification of our neighbors. 
Let me just give you a very basic example that you may have unfortunately experienced a few times in your life. Have you ever had a breakdown with your car? You had to stop on the side of the road. And then what did you do? Option one is just stop, go out of your car, stay on the side of the road, stand up, then sit down and die. But the option two, without giving up everything, there's an option two that tells you, which is more reasonable, it's simply to ask for help and then be rescued and then you, f you are certain that you can then finish your journey and even better than you expected. So this is more or less the same thing that happens in our spiritual life. Venial sin, every venial sin could be compared to a little breakdown that just slows down our journey but does not prevent us from reaching the end. But a mortal sin is a more serious breakdown that really stops the car and does not break the engine for good and forever, but that we cannot fix ourselves. We do need some help. And by asking help, by receiving the rescuer, then faith, hope and charity can be gained back within our soul. We gain them back. They are restored within our soul when we go to confession, when we confess, to our, when we confess our sins in the sacrament of penance with sacramental absolution. Or if we make a perfect act of contrition. But then, what is the unfortunate reality? Unfortunately, even if this is very clear in our mind, even if we know that and we confess these articles of our faith, we act a bit differently. Very often, we delay. It's just easier to delay the rescue, to delay the, the help. And it's just easier if one has committed a sin, a grave sin, it's often just easier to, for him to live a very lukewarm spiritual life. That means, with a very concrete example, we just be happy to do the strict minimum, just attend Mass. Someone who has committed a grave sin can and still have to attend Holy Mass, but he can also, unfortunately, attend Mass with not, not with a great devotion, being distracted and thinking about many other things and then just delay again and again his confession. Sp let the time go and waste some time. Delay the confession. So if we ever fall in a mortal sin, it's unfortunately easier not to rush to the confessional, but take time and again receive the sacrament from a distance, attend Mass from a distance, and do not receive Holy Communion. And this is how, unfortunately, again, we take for granted our personal salvation. Those who do that, my dear brethren, are preparing their worst death. The death of a soul who loses faith, and a soul who is far from God, 
is so far from his love, far from his commandment, enduring in a life of sin, is really preparing for him a life of the eternal condemnation. And then, in the meantime, do you think that we can even practice virtue? We can keep growing in holiness? Do you think if anyone has committed a mortal sin and lives in this state by delaying his confession, do you think we can be pious? Do you think we can be pure? We can be chaste? We can be generous? We can be prudent? We have just destroyed all the weapons that God gives us. So, my dear brethren, there is a remedy. There is a remedy that we should always not delay, but receive quickly, immediately, on our knees, with this great spirit of humility. And the remedy is always, always comes through Our Lady. Today is the second, 22nd of um, August, which is also the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We must invite Our Lady within our lives. We must, as Christians, always live in the presence of Our Lady. No day should be spent without saying, reciting our rosary. No day should be spent without praying to our dear Mother. We should really, on this day, invite the Immaculate Heart of Mary, who promised all her triumphs over the world, also to triumph over our lukewarmnesses. Today we have to realize that it's not enough to serve God with tepidity. It's not enough to serve Him with weakness, cowardice, or negligence. We are, we must realize, accept that we are people and can easily have to be compared to jars of clay. We have been refined by fire, but we are always delicate and we can always break into tiny pieces. May we always have recourse to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which God always lived in which God always lived and reigned most sovereignly. Let her especially teach us how to persevere in humility, in faith, in hope and charity, to make us worthy of the beatific vision. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.